0: Time for us to check in this morning with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simmy. Busy day yesterday. Was there enough going on at the legislature for you? Well,
1: it certainly resembled the past sessions of the legislature in one respect, which was dueling protests. You know, the, the old joke is, would the bunch of people on the lawn protesting old-growth logging, please get off, because the people protesting fracking have booked the lawn for the next hour. <laughs> but we had... We had uh, the building surrounded, and entranceways blocked. And, and by the standards of BC legislature, protest, and it's where people should protest, in my view. If you're going to protest,
0: exactly. Um,
1: the, there, it wasn't. It was obstructionist, but not really all that obstructionist. Uh, one of the things they were doing was they were protesters were lying down in the pathway to get into the building, and then taking your picture if you stepped over them, which I presume is an imaginative fundraising tool for them. But uh, the guards in that, I gather, were saying, oh, no, we've seen much worse than this. So, uh, yes, there are a lot of environmental issues out there. There were people outside the premier's office shouting at him. "Um, Didn't strike me as serious enough for me to stop isolating at home, so I didn't go in. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you weren't really going to go in anyway, so that wasn't a big big change for you, right? No,
1: I'm in the group that, well, you know, it's interesting. The government said, no, no, uh, you know, everybody back in the buildings, uh, we're all going to be in the chamber. We've got uh, safety protocols in place. Dr. Bonnie Henry has signed off on all of this. Uh, there'll be masking requirements, no scrums in the hallways, all the stuff they said, and it's a sign, the government said, of our faith in the vaccines. But then the first thing they did uh, when the house uh, resumed, uh, was the government house leader Mike Farnworth brought in a change in the rules to allow MLAs to continue working online by Zoom from home and from their offices? And acknowledged that yeah, there's still some anxieties there. Vaccines are safe, yes, and as we know, they are not 100% effective, and you can still get COVID-19. Uh, which is why uh, some people are going, no, I'm going to play it safe Uh, if I can do my job from home. This includes some MLAs, and I gather perhaps even a cabinet minister or two I can do my job from home. I'm going to continue doing that from my office, and the government has changed the rules to allow that.
0: Okay, so there will be some flexibility on that. Also, interesting to note that right away, one of the first things they talked about was this bubble zone legislation.
1: Yeah, so Farmer said uh, two things in his media avail. One is that uh, they're going with bubble zone legislation around, uh, he didn't give us all the details, but I think it will be around hospitals, healthcare facilities, and schools. hold on the bubble zone legislation that the new democrats themselves pioneered way back in the 1990s on the abortion issue around abortion clinics so all of that is coming they did look at the option of injunctions i think they concluded that it would be way too complicated and not necessarily comprehensive to do that so they're going with legislation it is a little more tricky i think than uh, than the uh, bubble zone legislation for abortion clinics because those were single-purpose facilities So I think they'll have to allow for such things as, well, what happens if there's health care workers go on strike and that right. sort of thing.
0: Okay, so also coming up in our 7 o'clock hour, Vaughn, we're speaking with Sheila Malcolmson, the Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, mainly because of what I heard during question period yesterday, which was the opposition parties, both the Greens and the BC Liberals, really on the attack over the opioid crisis.
1: It's interesting, Simi, you're right. You said yesterday uh, on the show when we were talking that you hoped – that the opposition would focus on it, and they did. There was a lot of things they could have chosen as their first topic, but they chose the failings uh, on the uh, opioid crisis as the main topic, and you're right, the Greens and the Liberals both made the same issue, so it was orchestrated. Um, They did go after the government for its failings on this. There were uh, some numbers thrown around. The one that jumped out at me was... There have been more than 6,000 people die of drug overdoses since the New Democrats launched the standalone Ministry of Mental Health and Addictions way back in the summer of 2017. Uh, now, when I talked to you yesterday, I got the number wrong on how much that ministry spends. It spends about $13 million a year at the moment. So, you know, five years so far, because uh, we're, we're in the fifth year with it, uh, what, 60 to $70 million. So it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And the problem with it is if you look at what it actually does, All of the programs are in other ministries. Malcolmson is the spokesperson and the person that goes to all the events, and certainly the person that talks publicly about the problem, and her predecessor, Judy Darcy, did the same. But there's a growing... It's been called the Ministry of Air. It doesn't actually have the programs to help people. So I think at some point you go... um, couldn't this job be handled by a parliamentary secretary? Why do we need to be spending $13 exactly. million dollars a year when there's a shortage of resources out there?
0: I don't understand the, pro- the slow progress is what I, s- I have trouble yeah. with. Well, like, well, there's just excuses, it feels like, every single time we they- hear about it. And
1: the excuses are now well-rehearsed. So we heard them all yesterday from Malcolmson. We heard it's the toxic drug supply. Well, yeah, that's, that's known, right? Uh, and Ottawa hasn't really come along and responded to the provincial entreaties um, to decriminalize drug possession. Okay, But we've actually done that here in B.C., so I don't know how much that is an issue. Premier John Horgan rolled out his two favorite all-purpose excuses for everything that his government hasn't done all that well on. And, of course, number one is the pandemic, which, okay, we know, right? Yes, there's a pandemic. Horgan says we were making progress until the pandemic came along. And the other one, uh, again, well-worn excuse by now, and, look, it's politics. Uh, You can't blame him for using it when he's talking to B.C. liberals that one is the previous government didn't do enough. Uh, well, he's been premier now years uh, a in lot of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I I can understand exasperation. I can understand the feeling of helplessness out there. But I think at a certain point you have to go. Our number one solution to this was this standalone ministry, and we're not making a lot of progress we on that. Not. And maybe we should think about using those scarce resources for something else and merge the ministry with the health ministry, which is where it was before the NDP took office.
0: Exactly. See, what I've learned about the, in the pandemic, it's interesting that they use the pandemic as an excuse, because to me, it has illuminated the fact that the health ministry can turn on a dime when it needs to. Like, we can, do, we can make big changes in the health ministry when there is the, it is made a priority, and we can attack this thing if it were a priority the way the pandemic had been.
1: Yep, I think that's true. And, you know, there's a, a list of other things that we may get to during the session. I expect we will. Uh, again, child care, uh, ex- Extreme ambition on the part of the New Democrats, but increasingly their delivery on that issue doesn't match uh, their promises. Now they're getting help from Ottawa, so we're making progress. And uh, you could go to affordable housing, where again the curve uh, to me looks like it's heading the other way. And we've got, as you know, today we've got a briefing. With uh, Adrian Dix and Dr. Bonnie Henry, and things aren't going so well in the fourth wave of the pandemic either. I was struck by the interview you had yesterday with Terry Lake. Yeah. After, in this case, months of promises by the New Democrats, by Dix and Henry, that they were dealing with the threat of COVID 19 in long term care. We're still getting an alarming number of deaths in long-term care. And I think increasingly you go, are you going to be accountable for this? Because, again, what you said you were going to do doesn't seem to be working.
0: Well, that's exactly it, right? And and the thing is, we make the same mistakes in every wave. In every wave, we seem to think it's behind us and we've turned a corner when we should know by now that we are not.
1: Uh, I think that's true, too. Uh, This time last year, uh, we were in a provincial election and we were also in the second wave. And when it was over, uh, the second wave, that is, yeah. later, uh, Dr. Henry said uh, she wished she'd followed her spidey sense and acted sooner exactly. to meet the second wave. Um, that one is worth remembering because I think you could argue that she didn't. somebody didn't follow their spidey sense in the third wave.
0: Or the fourth and wave. Somebody didn't follow it in the fourth. That is so true. Okay, so do you get the sense as well, Vaughn? I feel like this is going to be a very fascinating session of the legislature. Opposition seems to have found its feet with a bunch of different issues. Like there's a lot of fodder here to work with.
1: Yeah, there is. And when the opposition brings up something like they did yesterday on the opioid crisis, that That's really why we have an opposition and why we pay them what we pay them and why the House sits, because the sessions really are for the opposition. The government is quite happy to pass legislation and do stuff by cabinet orders. Uh, They go into the House for the opposition to hold them to account. And yes, you're right. The opposition is starting to do its job. I think it's tried. Um, The opposition will tell you that one of the reasons they've had trouble is because of the pandemic. I mean, you can blame almost anything on it because it does have the added advantage of being true that the pandemic has made it hard for everybody to do their jobs. But, no, I was encouraged yesterday, the opposition doing its job, and, uh, again, encouraging to see the two opposition parties working together because I think it's more effective when both the Greens and the Liberals say, hey, this is a problem, deal with it.
0: I think definitely it is. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye.